If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the future of video games. Blessing, Adioye Jr. I swear to God, the smoke machines get more aggressive as we go. That was a that was a hard smoke right there. Oh, yeah. well, it's, a, it's a real hard smoke. A real hard smoke. <laughs> <laughs> we have a really special games cast today. We're doing our review of Sonic Frontiers. It is finally here. The game of the year that we've all been waiting for. And I thought, you know what? Bless was the only one that got to play it here at Kind of Funny. That is not enough. We need more people to talk about this game. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it the greatest thing ever made? So we reached out to our friend Mitchell Saltzman from IGN and he's joining us today. What's up, Mitchell? What's up, everyone? How's it going? I'm, just, I'm sad that I'm not there to experience the fog in real time. Yeah. But there's a smell <laughs> it, to this it. Is pretty, this is a pretty good, you know, almost not, but not quite. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You are, uh, you've played the, played through Sonic Frontiers. Uh, you are not reviewing it for IGN, though, right? Who's reviewing it for IGN over there? Is going to be Travis Northup. Um, he gave it a seven, which I would, I would largely agree with. Um, and yeah, I think I think we're we're pretty much on the same page on a lot of stuff with regards to Sonic Frontiers. Awesome. Well, I want to get right into it. I want to get our thoughts on this game. Blessing. I want to start with you on the kind mm-hmm. of funny scale of one to five. What would you give Sonic Frontiers? And tell me a little bit about why. Uh, I'm giving Sonic Frontiers a three out of five. Right, Sonic Frontiers is not, or Sonic Frontiers is a good video game. It is not great. It's not amazing. It's not bad. I think it sits at that solid good place. That said, I fucking love <laughs> this fine, good three out of five uh, video game. Right, I think for me, Sonic Frontiers is the most fun I've had in a three Sonic game in probably over a decade, probably since Sonic Generations. And the big reason for that for me is the fact that this is a direction for Sonic that. I think has been sorely needed. I think taking Sonic and turning it into more of a collectathon, open area, uh, open zone, as they would say at Sega, mm-hmm. platformer, I think works so much in its favor. And it is just, it's very refreshing. Um, and that said, right, even though it does, even though it has this shift for the franchise that I th- I'd say is really great, even though it has a lot of direction that I'd say is really great. It is hampered a lot by a lot of the execution and a lot of the technical shortcomings. This game has poppin that'll blow your mind. <laughs> like the, the stuff that you've seen, and I imagine previews and gameplay footage in the past in terms of the rails being kind of thrown out everywhere, the platforming stuff being thrown out everywhere. It is as much of an eyesore as you see, you've seen in the videos. That said, in terms of the actual fun of it, running around the open zones, looking for collectibles, uh, going through the gameplay loop, I think it nails so much of it. But that every single at every moment where I'm like, this is a blast. This is a, a great video blast. game. This is a Sonic 3D blast. It's not a Sonic 3D blast, but. You know, this video game is doing the damn thing. I swear to God, every single time I have that moment, there is a small thing or a medium thing that gets in the way of it that makes me go, 
oh, why? Like, why are we doing this? Like, what? Like, why is this story so hokey? Why is it so melodramatic? But then there are other parts where I'm like, why is this so funny? <laughs> right? Like, the, at moments it feels like they're self-aware in the story, and at other moments it's like, y'all, Sonic, you don't have to take it that serious, right? Like, you know, uh, like, you know, lay it back a little bit. Um, that said, right, even though I would uh, stick with my three out of five score for this game, it is maybe some of the most fun I've had in a video game this year. And I think a lot of that comes back to me just loving Sonic and enjoying 3D Sonic and it accomplishing the, hey, here's a big open 3D playground to play around in and get lost in. And the gameplay loop is where it's at in this one. Mitchell, what do you think of Sonic Frontiers? I largely agree with pretty much everything that Blessing said about it. Um, you know, I, I wanted to like say right at the top, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna say some some things that are gonna gonna make me make it seem like I hate Sonic Frontiers over the course of of this, you know, <laughs> this video. But just always come back to the fact that I really, really do like this game, and I, I, I you know, even though I would also say I'd give it a seven, I've had like the amount of fun that I've had with this game is comparable to games I would give like a, a, an eight and maybe like yes. even a nine. Um, it's just there are there are certain aspects of the game, and and again, like Blessing said, I'm constantly asking myself why. Why why is it that I can't turn in all of my cocos to the elder oh my God. to upgrade my speed all at once and I have to do it one at a time? Mitchell, when why I tell you it? when I tell you that there was a moment where I had collected a bunch of the cocos, right? Which are these collectibles, I'd say I'd compare them to Koroks in Zelda Breath of the Wild, okay. right? There are these little is guys. Is this the cocoa that you're saving in a uh, Monster Hunter World that Greg always talks about? Or no, that's, that's a different cocoa. That's a, that's, a, that's a different cocoa. But these little cocos, they're like, you know, these little Korok guys that, that you find around the world. And you collect them, you then give to um, one of the, um, I forget, there's like the father cocoa, Mitchell, and then there's the, the elder, the elder cocoa and the like, the other, co I call them the other cocoa, like that. <laughs> yeah, but you give them like to that. the other cocoa, and that'll uh, then allow you to either raise your speed or raise your ring capacity. The higher your ring capacity, that's essentially your health bar, right? Where you can lose rings, but you're not losing all of your rings. So when your ring capacity is higher, that means you're lasting longer. You can do that, or you can raise your speed. Um, I had a bunch of cocos at one point late in the game, and I was like, cool, let me turn these all into uh, other cocoa, as I'm calling them. And I sat in that menu for legitimately eight minutes. Because they don't tell you how much you have left in terms of the uh, number of cocos, and you only you can you have to turn them in like one pack at a time. I don't know the exact equivalent of how many cocos it takes to raise your level, but let's say like maybe it's four or something like that, right? You you uh, click the option to raise your speed. He's like, thank you. All right, what do you want to do? Raise speed. Thank you. All right, what do you want to do? Raise. I was caught in that loop for minutes and minutes because. Like, they just didn't have an option to turn all of them in, which is weird because the, with the Elder Coco, you're collecting... Say Coco one more goddamn time, <laughs> with, with, the <laughs> with the Elder one, you are there's a different collectible that are, like, um, these hearts that you're collecting, and uh, you can give them to Elder, <laughs> Elder Coco to raise your uh, attack damage and defense. And with that... You do give them all, all at once. At once. And wow. it's great. And like it automatically, boom, you went from 30 Sonic strength boom. to 40 to forty strength. And it's easy. Why they didn't do that for the other Coco, who the fuck knows? And Sonic Frontiers is filled with decisions like that. You got to yeah. love that. We're going to spend the next while talking about this game, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. But first, I wanted to let you know that this is the Kind of Funny Games cast, where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest and greatest in video games. Of course, you could watch it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. You could also get it as a podcast by searching for Kind of Funny Games cast on your favorite podcast service. And we will be right there for you. Please give us good reviews. We'll 
appreciate all of those. Um, if you want to give us a bad review, don't. Just don't do it. Stay away. I won't appreciate it. Don't do it. And it'll make me feel sad. Um, what will make me feel happy, though, is if you went to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can get the show ad-free, just like our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, the Kind of Funny Destiny 2 PC clan, Tall Tree 81 Joseph A. Carlson, 1UP Pest Control, Kerry Palmer, Elliot, Brian Chaney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, which always makes me smile, Undertopian, David Mintel, Eric Velasquez, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Gradle, Al Tribesman, Jason L., James Davis Makes, Nanobiologist Ryan. Ryan T. from Tennessee, Derek Garrig, and Donald Eccles. Thank all of you for your support helping make this amazing studio happen. It's because of you. Um, if you don't have a dollar to toss our way, that's totally cool. You can use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, anytime you're buying stuff on the Epic Store. And any Epic in-game purchases help support us at no extra cost to you. Today, we are brought to you by Factor, MeUndies, and Shady Rays, but I'll tell you all about that later. Mitchell, let's keep getting into this. What did yeah. you like most about this game? So what I like most about this game, I think is, you know, it's got a really good blend of different styles of gameplay. Um, you know, and I, I actually really, I've really grown to like the, the open world, open zone uh, gameplay of, of Sonic Frontiers. Um, it's one of those things where if you don't have a destination in mind that you're trying to get to, just playing around in the world, looking like, you know, bouncing on a spring, going like pinball style into a, into a bunch of other springs, going on a grind rail, jumping off, running into the, the next speed ramp, you know, just being able to like identify something that you can bounce off of or run fast from or like run off. It is a lot of fun. And there's like, a, it, I know you guys have like heard me talk about the Tony Hawk aspect of it. Um, I, I truly do believe that. And I think that's probably my favorite aspect of this game. It's oh. that fact that, you know, it if you get a flow going of going real fast and chaining those those different, um, you know, speed gadgets, let's say, spe uh, chaining them together, linking them with, you know, a little combat encounter that you finish really quickly, it feels really, really good. Um, I think my my biggest bummer is that if you have a destination in mind, and you're trying to get there, Sonic Frontiers will like get go out of its way to get in your way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't place waypoint markers at the spot where you need to get to in order to get to where you're in, in order to get to where you're going. If there's like an island that you need to get to way off in the distance, yeah, it'll just put the waypoint at the island. It sounds like, you're like you hit the exact same point where I did. This is the part I was stuck on where I messaged you and I was like, how the fuck yes. do I do this thing? And I figured it yes. out. But like, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Blessing. I was so mad. Yep. <laughs> I, when I told you I wasted maybe multiple hours <laughs> trying to figure out that exact thing. Yeah. So here's the issue. Like, you know, there's there's a there's an island that you go to that's a bunch of it's probably like eight different islands that aren't connected by a bridge. Yep. And there's you no know, it's Sonic Frontiers, so you see like a billion railways all up in the air, and you're like, okay, well, which which one of these railways will eventually set me on the path to get to where I need to go? And you know, you jump on these rails thinking that you know they'll they'll get you closer to where you're going, and they'll send you a different way, or they'll they'll put they'll lock you into like a two D a 2D portion where you yeah. can't get out of it unless you finish the line. 
And this and is this is a third map in particular uh, issue, right? Because like there's multiple maps in Sonic and uh, Sonic Frontiers, and I think this is like the third map is by far just the worst in terms of exactly yes. what Mitchell is talking about. Because it is you are on individual islands. It reminds me actually of playing Mirror's Edge Catalyst, where mm. Mirror's Edge Catalyst took Mirror's Edge and put it in this open world, and uh, that game took place mainly on rooftops, right? And with a game like that, you want to be free flowing. You want to go. All right, I want to go here. What's the coolest way I can get to this destination? But because of the way the, the game is designed, right, and you have all these gaps and all these things that are getting in your way, you are like, all right, I want to get over here, but I can't just beeline to it and have the waypoint there. I have to go to this building to the left, hop on this building to the, the north, hop on this building to the right of that building, and then that's how I get there. But it doesn't make it clear. Sonic Frontiers has that exact same issue with the third map. Plus, I know leading into this uh, launch, I mean, I, I've known you a long time. I know what type of Sonic games you like, mm -hmm. and I know that there's like a genuine enthusiasm for uh, a lot of the 3D ones. On top of that, I know one of your favorite games of all time is Shadow of the Colossus. And yeah. when we started seeing trailers for this, everyone was comparing it to Breath of the Wild for obvious reasons. But you were like, I'm seeing Shadow of the Colossus here. Now that you beat the game, what? how would you describe the Shadow of the Colossus versus Breath of the Wild versus Sonic? Like, how does that all kind of play out there, So there's, in terms of comparisons, right, I think there's a lot of influences that the, uh, this game has. I think the Shadow of the Colossus influence uh, is there just in terms of there are gigantic enemies that you are fighting. And there is this energy to the world that it feels like a... Oh, this is abandoned. This is a, an, an abandoned world in the way that Shadow Colossus, I think, embodies that same energy, right? And there is a discoverability aspect of, oh man, I come across this thing, and oh shit, there's a big boss here. All right, let's fight this big boss. You know, it has a lot of that. Um, but I think the Tony Hawk comparison that uh, Mitchell's made is so apt in terms of let's go. Yeah, it's so apt <laughs> in terms of at every at, in any moment. You know, it. I think Sonic Frontiers nails the hey, it's an open zone. Play how you want. Do whatever the fuck you want. Here's a bunch of shit that you can go do. Here's a bunch of rails that you can glide on that will take you to a platforming challenge so that you can collect a memory token, right, which is one of the main collectibles in the game that help you uh, pr progress forward. There are so many of them. It reminds me of, to make another comparison, Mario Odyssey. When you hop into a, um, a level in Mario Odyssey and there are moons everywhere and you can go in any direction and figure out which moons you, uh, you want to get. And a lot of them are so easy to get. A lot of them are a lot harder to get, right? Sonic Frontiers does that exact same thing where it is you're in an open level you can go wherever you want and you know you got to collect tokens and you can hop on any any one of the rails or any one of the platforming challenges and that's going to run you into one of those tokens or one of many many collectibles um so there's that mario odyssey aspect of it um i the breath of the wild you know similar kind of things in terms of tone and like i think there are obvious inspirations they take off of hey Breath of the Wild kind of has this calm, laid-back, chill kind of tone to it. How do we inspire ourselves by that, right? And there's also a level of, like, near melodramatic energy to it, too. And a lot of it is messy, right? A lot of it is, like, what if we took all these good ingredients and then put them into a pot and then stirred that pot? But, like, the ingredients are fucking, like, not meant to be together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, oh, quite a bit of it is that. But I think there is still so much fun in the, the places that they do find fun within all of those other inspirations that they take that works for it. So, so then, uh, Mitchell, so bless talking kind of about the other game's inspiration stuff. What is your history with, with Sonic and your interest level in it? And what do you think this game did right and wrong in relation to what Sonic has done right and wrong in the past? Yeah, so I was a Sega kid uh, growing up. My my pinned tweet on my Twitter account is literally me get like getting a uh, Sega Genesis when I was like seven years old, and that was like my first video game console that I actually owned. Um, so like I I'm a huge Sonic fan going growing up all the way through like you know the the Genesis days, the Dreamcast days. Fell off a little bit 
in the, in like the the Sonic Heroes, um, you know, Sonic the the bad Sonic. Sonic I don't even remember what year. No, no, I actually like Sonic Unleashed. What okay, was good. what was the just called Sonic the Hedgehog? What oh, Sonic was 06. Oh, okay. 06. Sonic 06 did not like um so you know, it's it's been a roller coaster, but I think going through it all, like I I always say I'm a, I'm a big Sonic fan. Um Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 were like, you know, two of my favorite games on the Dreamcast. Um what this game does that I think is really good is that it incorporates a lot of those really good elements from the the older Sonic games in the cyberspace levels. There's actually levels that are specifically modeled after Sonic Adventure 2 levels. There's like a city escape level. There is a... Uh, there's like a green a, hill, obviously. There's a green hill even from the, the Sega Genesis days. There's a chemical plant zone. like And not just yeah. the background. I know everyone's seen the background of chemical plant zone. But there's an actual level that is like straight up chemical plant zone with a couple of different yeah. It's like the greatest hits versions of those levels where they, they're all pretty succinct. They're all meant to be beaten pretty quickly. Like these are a minute to two minute long levels. Uh, and it feels like it is, all right, here's the chemical plant zone level, but it's this specific part of chemical plant zone that has the specific challenge attached to it. Yeah. And then also what I'll say is that uh, I think this is like the best Sonic has controlled in quite a while um maybe since like generations so yeah, like, that's he, he just... really really good to hear and i have a question on that and just uh, uh i want to let people know that like when you start the game up there's two options it gives you where you can either play i forget what they're, they're it's like i think it's, it's like action mode and classic mode. action mode or like just classic sonic mode and it's essentially like have you played a sonic a 3d sonic before or are you just jumping in for the first time my question to to you guys is which one did you play as did you go back and forth between the two and do you do you think that it's funny that they kind of present the if you played a Sonic game before, we've already broken you, so you should probably play this mm -hmm. mode and like the, the action mode is the way to play it. Like, what do you guys think? I don't, I don't remember what I what I chose. I chose whatever it said was like the recommended thing for if you if you yeah. you're familiar with with Sonic games. I did, um, this, I did the same thing. I think, but I think that is action mode. Okay, then yeah. yeah, that's that's what I did. Um, but I also I also played it on on hard and. This game is so weirdly balanced when it comes to difficulty. I don't really understand exactly what hard does because it, it, it still felt pretty easy. And like the, the big thing is that like there are these challenges that you, you have to complete in order to unlock a, a lot of the map. And most of them are so like weirdly balanced. Like I'll, I'll comp you know, complete something and still have like 60 seconds left over on the clock. Yep. Did did anyone like actually think about the 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 timing of how long this actually takes to complete, or is it just completely arbitrary to throw a time limit on here? That's so funny because uh, in in the opposite way, I, I was just thinking recently about Kirby in the Forgotten Land because I'm trying to not forget it, and um, I was always so impressed with the challenge levels in that game where the timing felt impeccably perfect. Like mm -hmm. it was the right balance of making it the right challenge, and they did the thing of like there's three different levels of like or two different levels where you can just beat it and get the silver or beat it at this level and get the gold and it always felt exactly appropriate to provide the right challenge to like motivate me to be like oh i'm supposed to be able to do all these skills in this time limit and like it enhanced the gameplay and made me a better kirby player so it sucks that yeah. this sounds like and it's the opposite is that exact is that exact thing that brings the game from a four to be uh to being a, f a three for me where there's a lot of the time where i was like exploring the world doing the challenges and stuff where i'm like i'm having a lot of fun with this i think this could be a four and it would be those moments of 
oh man, y'all didn't polish this. Oh man, y'all didn't like think the extra step of, yeah, it's the exact thing Mitchell's talking about. You know, there are challenges where they're like, here's two minutes to do this challenge and I beat it in 20 seconds. And I'm like, y'all didn't uh, test this one enough, <laughs> right? Like a lot of it feels uh, haphazardly thrown, thrown together. And, you know, I think they take it far enough to where it's like, all right, there's something good here, but not far enough for me to be like, oh, there's something great here. And, you know, to bring it back a bit, I want to talk about the gameplay loop because free the gameplay loop is the thing that really does bring it together for me really enjoying this game. And so, like, as you know, open levels, the levels are big, right? There's, like, four to five main levels in the game, and they're all really surprisingly big. Um, you go in, there are multiple kinds of collectibles. One of the collectibles is the memory tokens, which are basically each level is, is designated to a character. First level is designated to Amy Rose. Amy Rose is, is a DK64 situation, everybody. Oh, Everybody's, shit. All of Sonic's friends are locked away, so you got to get enough collectibles to then, like, essentially give to that, um, that, that Sonic friend to then unlock cutscenes and progress forward blessing how are we sitting here at this desk talking about a sonic 3d game in 2022 and we're dropping things where it's just like donkey kong 64 tony hawks pro skater shadow of the colossus it's like they made my perfect video game <laughs> but it, they made it they made it a three out of five <laughs> like, that's the, that is exactly what sonic frontiers is the game that i've always asked for but they just made it a three out of five um but yeah like the game loop is essentially you are in the open world going through these challenges um uh, and collecting those tokens at the same time you are running into uh boss fights that are these big designed boss battles that oftentimes are really fun and really good right because going back to the action mode thing you know sonic in that mode and i don't know how it works in the classic mode i'm sure the button configuration is just different but playing in the action mode sonic controls like an action game character it, this is a character action game right where it is you lock on to an enemy you pre you tap square to like get hits off right where you're punching and kicking and um you can like dash and dodge you have like a counter you have a parry button right if you press l1 and r l1 and r1 you can parry the only thing with that though is that you can hold it and so the parry it's isn't so really weird it's not a timed parry <laughs> it's a parry you can hold and at any point if, a, if an enemy hits you and you got and you you pop that up you get the counter which okay. is surprisingly forgiving and easy but it's whatever but you also have a skill tree that you can go and upgrade so that you can unlock more combo moves that like i really like the combo moves i think they're pretty good so so going from that mitchell uh one of the things you, before we went live you were saying that you upgraded your your um speed all the way um and that I, i'm interested in how that all works work because i remember playing at summer games fest there's the uh kind of the hud had the different like four different things you can level up and speed being one of them does leveling up your speed actually make the game feel dramatically different and better so it does at a certain point there's definitely like a, pl a plateau i think once i got to like 30 speed um that was when i didn't really notice the the incremental differences all that much but from like you know zero to 30 yeah there's a there's a big difference between that and and it what I like about upgrading your speed in this game is that it you never feel out of control in uh, in the open open world of of Sonic Frontiers, um, and that's also important to 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 state is that the upgrade speed does not carry over into the cyberspace levels. Um, those are all you know mm. completely separate. So when you're upgrading your speed, you're really only upgrading your speed when it comes to navigating through the open world. Mm. Um, but yeah, like. Going back for a second also, I want to touch upon the, the parry because it's such like a weird thing. There are like <laughs> enemies that, uh, you know, require you to parry. And it doesn't really, it doesn't make it clear unless you, you happened upon like the one tooltip that tells you you don't have to, you, you can just hold it down. Um, but there are certain boss battles that like 
you have to parry or you're just getting to like this this uh, loop of yeah. the boss knocking you back, knocking you back, knocking you back. And I didn't know that you didn't have to time it. So I'm like tying, trying to, <laughs> to get like a really you know tight timing on it. And it drove me crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> and, then I, and, and then I learned that all you have to do is hold it down. I'm like, well, what, then what's the point? Well, what's, what's the point, the point of the point parry? Of, like the parry, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to go back to the gameplay, gameplay loop for a second, right? Because I talk about like, you know, finding the bosses, getting to the boss fights, completing that stuff, right? After you beat a boss, you get a portal gear, right? Which you then take to put into these, um, I think, I guess they're just called portals, aren't they, Mitch? I, I forget if there's an actual other name for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the, the actual, yeah. they look like thrones. They they're look like thrones, but like portals. you take them, you put the portal gears in the portal, that then, those then unlock the, uh, the linear Sonic levels that are the classic levels that you know, right? You beat those, depending on how many challenges you complete in those levels, because with each level, there's always like four challenges. It is complete the level, get all the five red coins, uh, get uh, complete the level with a certain amount rings, of or, rings, red, rings. Sorry, rings, red rings, red rings. rings. Good, good call, good call. <laughs> you made the I got, you I got the slammed for this. <laughs> um, but you God. collect the five red rings, you collect a certain number of rings by the time you finish the level, and you beat the level uh, under a certain amount of time. If you, uh, for each objective, you get a, a, a key. For if you complete all four objectives, you get an extra three keys. You then take those keys to then unlock Chaos Emeralds. The goal of each big map is to collect the seven, uh, seven Chaos Emeralds, uh, and then you get into a big boss fight and you move on to the next thing. That gameplay loop? I mean, that sounds awesome. Everything you fucking, just said, I'm like, cool. <laughs> it's a fucking fantastic gameplay loop. And I think that is the future of Sonic. And I think that is exactly what Sonic needs to be because that is what led to me um, getting invested into this game for 21 hours. It took me 21 hours to beat this game. And I would play 20 more hours of this wow. game because of that gameplay loop. Mitchell, what about you? How long it took me to beat it? Or... Yeah. Uh, it took me about like 16, but and you know that's probably because I've played this game a ton already at preview events, so I was pretty mm. familiar with the first two two uh, islands. Uh, I think 20 20 hours is probably what it would take most people to to get through it, though. Do Do you um, guys think that that's? I mean, you you clearly said you yeah. play more, but like Mitchell, do you think that 20 hours for this game is right, or do you think that maybe more or less would make your your score be higher? Um. I think 20 hours is pretty good. I think it, this this game probably could do with some more, uh, like, higher tier collectible, uh, you know, you know, d discovery. Uh, the level, the the islands in this game are pretty basic in terms of their uh, in terms of their design. There's no like, you know, really cool, you know, off the beaten path things that take you to like a really really cool like hidden easter egg or collectible or anything like that it's all it's all pretty on the nose let's say so you'll you'll see a very clearly labeled bumper it'll take you to a bunch of different other bumpers and then you'll it'll culminate with you getting some sort of either mem memory token or uh you know yeah. what what the fruits or or some other like thing that you need to collect um i think I do think that this is the future uh, of Sonic, and I, I think it's a really good first step. Um, what I would like to see in a in a future sequel for it is, you know, go crazy with the level design. Oh yeah. You know, I think I think this was a little too grounded in reality, um, and it, <laughs> a lot of people have been talking about. Oh, it just looks like a unreal like test level that they just put a bunch of Sonic things in. It it kind of does have that feel, yeah. And I I would really like to see Sonic get a little more creative with 
you know what the actual world looks like it takes me back um, to um back during back in june when we played during summer uh, game fest and i came back and a lot of my impression was like this is fun delay this video game like mm-hmm. give this game time like give this game another year or two because you got something here and playing it now i'm still in that same place of like yo this game is out, and it's an uh, IGN seven out of ten. It's a kind of funny three out of five. Give like take the same game and give it the polish it deserves, and I think it could be an IGN nine or a kind of funny four or five, right? Because you know, to uh, uh, Mitchell's point of yeah, like why are the levels so basic in terms of their theming, in terms of like their feel, right? Like I, when you get into the next into the next big map. I feel like I should be like, oh, let's go. What's around the corner? But it is like, okay, no, here's the same thing, but desert. Here's the same thing, but another another theme. Um, and I wish there was a bit more there. I, I want to know uh, what the more is that you're looking for. Like, what suggestions would you have? Before you answer that question, let's talk to you about our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Shady Rays has all the essentials you need to make summer complete. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades and feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all listening right now, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And there you go. Check it out. Shout out to Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver to your door so you can just enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays, minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie, Smart, Vegan Plus, Plus Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. Moving into the new studio has totally changed Gia and I's day-to-day routine, but luckily, Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy for her to fuel up fast at home and save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to -to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more. Head to go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 and use code kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code kindoffunny60 at go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. And shout out to me, Undies. The holidays are officially upon us, and it's time to start celebrating, like actually celebrating. It's your holiday too, so you should be able to relax and do what you love. If that means watching every single seasonally-themed rom-com, so be it. Live your life. Do your thing. It's the most wonderful time of the year to try MeUndies because they're currently offering a very merry deal. You can get 20% off your first purchase with free standard shipping and free returns when you go to MeUndies.com 
slash kinda funny. Y'all already know how much I love me undies. Even right now, I'm wearing me undies socks, I'm wearing me undies undies, and this very t-shirt is made of the same soft, beautifully soft micromodal fabric that me undies is famous for. Their undies, loungewear, and sleepwear are made out of the softest, most supple fabric you have ever felt, and that is a fact. They're available in sizes extra small all the way up through 4XL. MeUndies has what you need to make all your favorite people smile this holiday season all in one convenient place. Feel free to start thinking about yourself now. You can get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Go for it, bless. I think for me, it's just the it's just TLC, right? Why does every why does collecting every single um, uh, collectible feel the same? Why is it that when I get a character token, it is cool? You just got one, right? It feels like you're collecting a coin in Mario, right? But when I get um, a cocoa or I get a fruit or when I get a heart, again, it all feels the same. And I like I feel like the the different collectibles should feel like I'm getting a different thing. The the one collectible that feels like I am okay, cool, I got one are the the chaos emeralds. Um, which I understand, like, yeah, those are, the, those are the big collectible in the game, but there are plenty of other big collectibles where I'm like, this should feel like I'm getting a moon in Mario Odyssey, but they give it exactly no fanfare. And the list goes on also, you know, talking about the, the, the platforming challenges and the rails that feel like they're just thrown all over the place. There is kind of a rhyme or reason in terms of, yeah, everything leads to a collectible. Everything leads to a region that you might want to go to, right? Like, it's not just random rails, but they feel like that. I do wish that there was a... No, but this rail is connected to a structure. Like this um, platforming challenges uh, challenges connected to another thing that leads to another thing. I wish there was more integration with the actual platforming into the world itself to actually make it feel full in a way that when I play Mario Odyssey, you know, there are platforms everywhere, but at least you know a platform will have like a, um, a propeller under the under it, like a helicopter pr- pr- propeller under it to make it make sense in the world. I wish there was a bit more of that. Uh, Mitchell, what about you? Is there anything that uh, that would give it that boost for you in terms of the the TLC I'm talking about? Yeah, it really is missing that cohesion. Like you, you mentioned, Mario Mario Odyssey, uh, Mario Odyssey, it does have those those elements where it is kind of just you know floating platforms in like a, a blank space. But there's also New Donk City, and yeah. like New Donk City feels like a, an actual city that you can also play around in. Um, Sonic Frontiers doesn't have that. Um, it, it has a bunch of realistic locations. There's like a desert. There's a uh, volcan- volcanic set of islands that we've already talked about, and I don't want to talk about it anymore because yep. it'll just make me sad. Worst level in the game. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, and then there's like the first island, which is kind of like, you know, green you know, foresty, uh, green plains kind of thing. Um, it need, it, it really needs some sort of extra thing to, to really bring cohesion to both the, the world and the level design, I think. When it comes to the um, the the more generation style levels that you get, I forget what they're called, but the cyber the cyberspace cyberspace ones. So in in you know the Breath of the Wild comparisons, when we played a little at Summer Game Fest, we're like, oh, they're kind of treating these cyber levels um, that are essentially generation style 3D Sonic. Um, they're treating those as the like shrines, shrines in Breath of the Wild, and there are uh, many 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 shrines in Breath of the Wild. How many? ish or i don't know how if you're allowed to mm-hmm. say but like are there a ton of these levels or is it like oh there's a handful of them i would say so i think the there's an actual like rhyme, rhyme and reason to it it's i think it's like seven per per uh per island. zone yeah does that but feel think, like a good I think amount the last one has nine 
Um, what was, sorry, what was that? Does that feel like a good amount of them? Yeah, I, th- I thought so. Um, I think so also. Yeah, and, you know, they're, they're bite-sized. I, I think the quality of the cyberspace levels does vary. There are some bad ones for sure. Um, I, I would say there there are some mediocre ones. I, I actually think the 2D ones, most of the 2D ones are pretty slow. Yeah. Um, but there's also some, you know, there's also some fucking bangers. There are some, <laughs> there's okay. some really, really good ones. And uh, yeah, I, I think there's there's a good spread of, of yeah. different and styles I, of levels. I think the direction for a lot of them um, is good, too, because... You know, Sonic, we associate Sonic with speed, right? Like, the slogan is legit, like, gotta go fast. And we talk about that all the time. Like, oh, man, Sonic, he goes fast. That's this whole thing. But when you play, like, a lot of the Sonic games, like, there's not really an incentive to yeah. go fast. He just happens to go fast. For all of these Sonic levels, there is incentive to go fast, right? They are short. And the, the each thing has a time associated with it where if you beat this level in under one minute, 15 seconds, you get an, an extra key. And they do feel designed uh, to speedrun, which is a thing that I absolutely love and is a thing that, uh, that I think works. And I want to see more out of it with those levels. And like I'm with Mitchell, right? I think there's a, a varying degree of quality to a lot of the levels. But I do think that like a lot of them are, are great. I do think that a lot of them could be better um, with the five collect the five rings thing. I'm sorry, the five red rings uh, challenge that you have on all the levels. The my one thing with that is that the rings are all very easy to find, which might be part of the point because, uh, you know, I wasn't really racking my brain at, at any point to figure out where the rings were. But, you know, uh, it was one of those things where I'm doing these levels, let's say, one, two, maybe three times um, at most to do all the challenges. And... On the first try, I can usually find all the five rings if I'm taking my time, right? Usually I'm like, all right, do I want to take my time, get all the rings, or do I want to go for the fast um, uh, uh, speed challenge? Um, but yeah, usually finding the rings can be pretty easy. So you you said that you played about 20 hours. You would play 20 hours more. Yeah. Are, are you planning to 100% this thing? No, no. There's so much in this game. Like, And I, don't, I need to check the trophies because if the platinum trophy is like, hey, collect every single character token and every single collectible, then no. Because this game does have the DK64 problem as well, where there's just <laughs> too much fucking collectibles in this video game, uh, which I love because I never got bored to f- find the collectibles, but at the same time, it makes me not 100% it. Um, so no, but I could see myself go back to do like the things that I, I, um, I enjoy, right? Like, hey, let me go back and clear all the the cyberspace levels and maybe maybe 100 the cyberspace levels i can see myself doing that but i don't think i'm gonna go back to um, do every single thing in the video game mitchell what about you quick note about that also um you know with regards to the the memory tokens and like 100 percenting uh there is a fishing mini game <laughs> in this game that basically Shout allows to you to completely skip like a lot of the progression that you would you know, normally do by by searching out a lot of those coins, Tim, a lot of those cocos. This is one of the most insane things about this video game. Please, Mitch, I deeper. I want to know what your realization was that this like this was a thing because I didn't find fishing until the last level, and when I found uh-huh. it, it utterly blew my mind. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Um, it, it, I my first realization when I found out that you can get bundles of twenty cocos for like three or five. Fish, fishing tokens or whatever was like oh great i can easily get to level 99 speed i was worried about that <laughs> but it's not just the the cocos it's everything every so collectible like in you, the game yeah if you're like oh man i'm kind of sick of of just you know looking for all these uh memory tokens i got like 50 more i need to give to the next character you can just go to the fishing game spend like 10 minutes there yep and you you'll have enough 
fishing tokens to buy your way through the rest of the the island with memory tokens. They basically gave you a way to break the game for you. But do, does that feel designed? Like, does it feel like on purpose of they're giving you the option of, hey, if you don't want to do this stuff, we still want you to be able to play the way you want? Or does it feel like they just didn't think this through? I, I have a list of all the times I went, why, <laughs> in this game. And do, you want, do you want to give us the list? There. <laughs> that is on the list. I'm like, what? Why it, do you just have this this way to just like literally brute force your way through the general progression of the game? Um, so that's also probably one of the reasons why I ended up beating it faster than the blessing because that that last stretch of memory tokens you need to get so many of them. Yeah, on the and last island. That's and why, I, I that, just in a way in a funny way like that's why I was happy to find the fishing in the last level because oh, okay. <laughs> and when I'm in my, when I'm in my review mode, right, like. I had played so much of the game and the game sort of made, there's a point where I was like, Oh, okay, this is wrapping up. And then like more happened. And I was like, Oh, uh, there's way more of this game, this game to play. And I found that fishing mini game and I was like, Oh, let me, let me fish with big, the cat for a little bit. And you know, from 10 minutes, like Mitch said, you get so many of those fish tokens. And I looked and I was like, Oh, I can spend these on any collectible. All right, let me buy packs of these things, right? And I brute, I brute forced my, my uh, way through the memory tokens because I was like, wow, this is a lot of memory tokens for the last island. Um, but to your uh, question of like, does it feel like it's on purpose or designed or does it feel like what the fuck? And I, th I think it's a little bit of both of there's a lot of collectibles to get. And so it's a way to kind of speed up that process because, again, like, that's when it was, it was, this felt like a long video game. I was surprised by how much was in here and how much the game was asking of you um, at some points in terms of getting the collectibles. I think this was maybe their method of balancing the, the ask they had in terms of collectibles, but maybe over, like overcorrecting in terms mm. of, yeah, now just pay your way through the game if you want to by, by going fishing, by going with, fishing big with Big and Froggy, baby. You got to love it. Mitchell, as a fan of Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, I know that, you know, that that puts you in a, in a very specific camp, right? And it's a very fervent camp and a camp that hasn't really been given much in the way of like a follow-up to that style of gameplay. Do you think that Sonic Frontiers is going to speak to the adventure crowd? In a way, I, I, look, I think... There's a lot of different reasons to like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Um, I think a lot of people like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 because of the fact that there was no boost. It was very momentum-driven. Um, and the levels were very tight. Um, and they had a ton of different opportunities to, to go different ways. Um, and in certain ways, Sonic Frontiers will appeal to, to some of that. But it is still fundamentally a boost-driven sonic and uh you know sonic games so there there is that element that is going to be very different and I, I don't think that you know sonic adventure fans will will be appeased by that but there, like i said before there are also a bunch of cyberspace levels that are modeled after sonic adventure levels that will surely bring waves of nostalgia to to fans of those dreamcast games and speaking of the nostalgia of all of it, um, music is such a huge part of Sonic the Hedgehog. Normally, I like listen to Sonic music way more than I probably should, but it's because mm -hmm. they're, they're bangers in any form, whether it's like orchestral versions, dubstep versions, the original versions, all the stuff. How's the music in this game? I'd say <laughs> it's, oh, a, it's a mixed bag. Why every time I ask you a question <laughs> about the mix, do you have to take a deep breath and laugh before you say it? It's anything? a mixed bag. It's there, such a mix. Because there, there are bangers. There are moments. There's yeah. like boss battle music that's like less fucking. And multiple boss battle music moments where it's like, 
let's fucking go. Like they they yeah. they brought the stuff. Like I think there are going to be anthems in the way that like you know like City Escape, Sonic Heroes, like those kind of songs stand out. I don't know. If there's I don't think there's a main theme that stands out as much as those ones, but there are songs that it's like cool. You can put this in your catalog of Sonic the Hedgehog songs that do stand out and that are that are, that are great. But as a whole, I think there is a lot of consist- inconsistency with the soundtrack. Whereas you're, you're you hit moments where it's like. Why isn't the soundtrack bumping in this cyberspace level? But you oh. had another cyberspace level where it's like, oh man, all right, they got some EDM up in here, and it's like basic EDM, <laughs> but also it's, you know, it does get the energy going. But then there's there's one moment in the game, and Mitchell will know where I'm talking about, where there's a song that plays that I legitimately started laughing my ass off based on this song. This like, I don't want to ruin. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin. Based on the song choice, based on like the tone of the scene and all this stuff, there's a song that plays where I'm like what just happened like why why is this happening right now like head in like head in the in my palm in the palm of my hands like what the fuck is happening when you, you guys said that there's chemical plant zone in city escape like do they play the music or is it just inspired no. by no no just no. just, just right, out. it's like generic by. music <laughs> damn yeah, that is so sad yeah it is uh, <laughs> one other thing that i wanted to to mention you know we 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 talked about uh, you know, this wild assortment of games that we've been mentioning that Sonic Frontiers is similar to. I'm going to throw another into the mix. Asura's Wrath. In, okay. in, yes. like, in the boss battles, there is some serious Asura's Wrath energy going on. Um, <laughs> and actually, I want to ask uh, Blessing what, what you thought about not just the, the big boss battles, but some of the, the Guardian bosses. Because that's another oh, man. aspect of the game where I'm very mixed. Uh, I love the idea of it, and in in world, I do love the execution of it. But it is boss per boss in terms of the experience you're gonna have. There are some bosses that you find in the world, and like Tim, to give context of like how what these bosses are and how they appear. Think like in Breath of the Wild, where you're just hanging out in the world, and all of a sudden a fucking rock emerges, <laughs> and you're fighting a big rock monster now, right? Like it's the, they are these um, in world, you know, you happen by these boss fight type moments, and those are how you're getting the portal gears to then unlock the linear Sonic levels, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are certain ones where it is all right, like the you you've encountered. Uh, Tarantula, who's like a boss that is like a guardian boss, and they look cool. I, I like the design of them. And you know, they uh, that boss will then transition to like throw you up in the air, and now the whole point is like you're flying down and trying to get to the boss through this cool set piece moment. There are quite a few, quite a few of those, and they're very cool. And there are other ones where it is like, all right, cool, square up. Like here's a Dark Souls boss that you're fighting. That is all right, parry, all right, hit, and like of course it's never as in depth and as designed as a Dark Souls boss or anything like that. But it is that kind of um, square up kind of moment of lock on, parry, fight back, do your combos, take out this boss kind of kind of moments. Then there are the there are other bosses that are just kind of annoying in terms of what their design are, where there will be these designed set piece boss moments, but like they just feel messy. And uh, for example, one of the the giant ones, like the Shadow Colossus style bosses, it is, all right, you're running up the leg and getting to the top and then you're attacking the weak spots at the top of this gigantic boss. But then like they are phase-based. So you get to phase two and now you're running up the leg, but um, they have the boosts that are up that are, that are running down the leg, but then they also have the repels and it is, all right, let me jankily try to run up this boss while the camera is not hanging in there, while I'm getting <laughs> thrown off, while I'm just, the fun is being ruined moment to moment finding this boss. There are quite a few of those as well. So for me, it was a mixed bag, but for Mitch, for, uh, for you, how does the boss, boss fight shake out? I think a lot of the, the bosses in this game follow this, this, uh, kind of philosophy of spectacle over like fun gameplay. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them are like, you know, really cool to look at. 
and I'm sure like someone watching like a stream will be like, oh man, that looks awesome. But like the actual mechanics of of the of the fight are really not that fun. And what what makes it frustrating, especially with the guardian boss battles, is that they keep on like they are multi-phased fights where you have you know okay you you finish your damage then you go back up you gotta do the slow you know descent back down and you gotta you know get back to the damage phase and then those fights are repeated without variance all throughout the the world and so it just like kind of becomes a chore because you have to do those fights in order to get the keys to get to cyberspace and you know the, the the set pieces while they're fun to look at they're just not that much fun to play. And if you like get knocked, if heaven forbid you get knocked off the shark while you're grabbing onto its tail and trying to avoid oh, I like you know, the shark falling one. off. Oh man, if you if you get knocked off the shark though, yeah. then you gotta wait again and you gotta repeat the whole thing, the Ugh. whole like thing the of holding piece. onto its yeah. tail. The QTEs. Yeah. But yeah, I do feel yeah. the Asura's Wrath uh thing you're talking about. Because I think is it's that exact point that you're making of yeah, it feels like it's it's prioritizing spectacle over pure fun and gameplay and for some of them it worked for me right where it is all right here's a challenge this boss threw you up in the air now fly down and fly through these rings and avoid its attacks as you get down to the floor so you can fight them again but then other times it is all right cool now i gotta do this thing because i got hit off the boss and now i gotta reset try and go through the motions again and um i the the jank can get in the way right and it's not fun when it is all right, am I wrong here, or does the game did like uh, did the game do a weird camera thing that then lost me off the boss, and, and now I have to do it over again? I think that's where it can get in the way of itself. So I want to yeah. wrap this up here. I have one more question for you guys. We talked a lot about the gameplay. We talked a lot about the the, the different styles of gameplay and like all of that stuff. How it feels. Sonic as a character in the last couple uh, games has seen uh, different shifts and like just Sonic we we have different eras of him there's the classic there's the adventure there's generations all of that and then now we have the movies with Ben Schwartz kind of giving this character how is Sonic as a character in this I know he has new voice actor do you like it does it feel different than the other ones it's not a new voice actor actually it's a different it's a different take that Roger Craig Smith is is putting on the character it's like a slightly deeper Wait, more mature kind of kind of voice that he's, he's using but it's still roger craig smith no it's not i think yeah. it, i think i saw him in the credits yeah what what, what it's absolutely still roger, roger craig, uh, craig smith i believe that's accurate I, wasn't it a big deal that there was a new sonic voice actor I think you're uh, thinking of Bayonetta. <laughs> no, 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 no I, I do remember the story that you were talking about, Tim, but I feel like that was for another project, not this game. That might have been for a different oh, project. Yeah. It is yeah. a Netflix show. That That is a different Sonic. Sonic Prime. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, I thought it was for the game as well. That said, though, it is a different take on Sonic that I don't mm -hmm. like. I didn't, I don't, oh. I, 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 starting off, the deep voice did not feel accurate for Sonic. He is way more <laughs> mellowed out. I... I, I would have preferred him to be, like, traditional, um, upbeat Sonic. I don't know about you, Mitch. So I think this is, like, the first moment where me and Blessing's opinions on this game will, will differ. I actually kind of like the, the, the more mature take on Sonic and, you know, some of the melodrama that, that this game adds. I will say, you know, they, they hired Ian Flynn, who is a very prolific writer of, of Sonic comics, and his addition to the the writing staff of this game is like immediately noticeable. These are the most like nuanced takes on the Sonic characters there's ever been, and that's you know it's still a Sonic game. I'm not I'm not saying this is like a, a God of War Ragnarok or a Last of Us situation, <laughs> but you know 
they, these are characters that you know go through some some mental stuff like you know there <laughs> there's a again to bring back chaos island i hate that island but it does have my my favorite like story arc of yep. it with tails like tails goes through some some serious doubts of like confidence over the course of this game and it's just like really nice to see that friendship that we've always known sonic and tails have had but never really seen like the depth of and you get to see the depth of it in sonic frontiers like yeah i think if you're a sonic fan that uh enjoys the characters and looks forward to like story from those characters sonic frontiers does have quite a bit to offer in terms of like yeah exploring who these characters are and actually giving you like giving you pretty good content like usually when it comes to sonic stories i i'm not there for it like sonic uh, sonic forces i remember starting off that game and there was a moment where they're like oh man sonic is being tortured and i'm like what the fuck is happening happening? what is happening in this game and i think sonic frontiers handles that stuff um a bit better i'm still not in love with the story and there are moments where Again, I, I had to give a chuckle at certain like character moments and reveals and stuff. But I, I know exactly what moment you're, yep. you're talking about with regards to the chuckle. And I can't, I can't <laughs> wait for more people to get there so I can, so we can chuckle all, all together. Um, but at, this, frontiers, at the same time, like you know, Mitchell mentioned tails. There's a moment with knuckles where I was like, damn, dude, like this is actually pretty, pretty good stuff. And so, yeah, if you're looking for, if you're a Sonic fan looking forward to story, you're gonna enjoy. It. If you're not a Sonic fan. And you don't really care about the characters and story, you might laugh more than we did. Yeah, <laughs> like, you might you might roll your eyes a lot. I, I just I have a story just with uh, Bless's uh, review process of this, which was truly fascinating. Of him standing over at his desk, looking over at me and being like, "Barrett, this is the worst game I've ever played." Did, I, like, did I yeah. say that? No, you did. You okay, did. maybe I did say it. <laughs> I might have said because it I was like, "Yeah, that that, that that tracks." And then I go back to my work, and then not even a minute later, he turns back at me and says, "Barrett, this is the best game I've ever played." Yep, and that is the exact definition of my Sonic my Frontiers. Is the new Sonic cycle? Yep, like I'm down to one game. One thing I do want to shout out uh, is the side loop mechanic. Uh, that is a Sonic's nobility to where you press, you hold triangle, and he leaves a trail behind him. And you, when you circle that trail, you can. Oh. Wrap things around and that'll break enemies defenses but that also solves in world puzzles fantastic mechanic that's a fantastic addition to this game one of my favorite mechanics that they um, that they added because you do get a lot of uh i know we keep going back to breath of the wild a lot of korok like moments where you see something in the world and you're like oh this has an interesting pattern and you do the side loop ability around it and it gives you collectibles and i'm like let's fucking go and so that helps a lot with the discoverability um uh, aspect of the game and also just makes certain puzzles fun you know makes enemy uh, enemy combat a bit more interesting um that is a, a great great addition to this game bless yeah, I, was final... gonna, I was gonna say uh sorry just real quick go like, for it. the side loop in combat is is such like a, a quintessential like sonic thing like just running circles around your enemy to to like you know knock them up and they can you know do a homing like making them vulnerable to a homing attack it's it's such a good it's such a good technique and again i i hope it, i see it we see its return yeah, i hope they keep it sonic games. bless what are your final thoughts sonic for tears uh again sonic frontiers is probably my favorite 3d sonic in over a decade maybe over time it may might be honestly might be my favorite 3d sonic game ever uh i've i really had a fun time with it despite all of its laundry list of flaws which there is a laundry list right it's a game that i think has very high highs and also has pretty low lows um it's not a game that i'd recommend to everybody i'm very excited to see where the review scores shake out because i think it's going to be one of those games that i think lands everywhere in terms of review scores and so i look forward to, to actually seeing that uh, uh that stuff go up um but it's one that if you like 3d sonic if you're open to it if you enjoy those kind of games 
1000% check it out. If you're not a Sonic person, if you've never enjoyed a Sonic, if you never enjoyed a Sonic game, don't play Sonic Frontiers. If you're like, if you like platformers, maybe play it. <laughs> Greg like, Miller's <laughs> been like saying that he's like kind of interested in this. What do you think Greg's going to think of this game? Oh, he's tapped out already. Oh, he he's already did? Out? Yeah, because okay. he's like hear, hearing you talk about it like uh, on and off the last few days. He's like, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I, honestly, I'm, I, I think I'm the same because the only good Sonic game, in my opinion, is Mania. And so, I, yeah, I don't think this will be for me either. Well, yeah. hearing you guys talk about it, it's getting Tim me even more excited. Like I cannot wait. I yeah. cannot wait to play this. Mitchell, what are your final thoughts and where can people find you? My final thought, my final thoughts on Sonic Frontiers. Look, it's it's a good game. Um, there, like Blessing said, there are so many weird, weird problems with it. Like they just took a bunch of stuff, threw it at the wall, and then didn't actually see Dude. how how like how much anything actually stuck. We didn't even they talk about the fast like, travel system. <laughs> oh my god, the fast travel! Yeah. There is no fast travel. Basically, like you have to in order to fast travel between the cyberspace levels, you have to find you all the fishing. little mini puzzles. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, you can also find little scrolls from from fishing. You can go to the the different Koroks. This game really needed fast travel. It needed better waypointing, and it needed better uh, world design. But the the high points of of Sonic Frontiers are, I would say, some of the highest points that I've I've ever had playing a Sonic game. Yep. Um, this is also probably my favorite uh, 3D Sonic in quite a while. I would say. I, I probably like colors a little bit more, but it's definitely better than than forces. It's definitely better than. Uh, it's better than the last decade yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Generations definitely is is still the best 3D Sonic game, mm. but uh, you know, Frontiers is in the mix, and I can't wait to see what they do next because I think you know the future of Sonic is is looking bright. You'll love to hear. Okay. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jurassic Rabbit and also all over IGN, though I'll probably be, uh, you know, absent for the next couple months because I'm having a baby very, very hey. soon. Congratulations. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. Name him Sonic, you coward. <laughs> Name him Sonic. <laughs> at least introduce him to Sonic. Well, thank you so much, Mitch, for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Bless, for your excellent review of Sonic Frontiers. Let us know in the comments below if you are thinking of picking this one up. If you're going to wait for a sale, if you're like, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Either way, I love you all. Until next time, goodbye.